You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I feel like who art Ed? I'm trying to spice it. Who art Ed? Mr. Wood art Ed me. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it's it, 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 it works on so many levels. I know. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood. Now, today, if you're not already familiar with my other podcast, Art Smart, I'm going to be giving you a little sample of what I'm doing over there in the hopes that maybe you'll find it interesting, but also because I honestly just was so excited to learn about this artist, I had to share it. On my other show, Art Smart, this season, I'm focusing each episode on a different medium. I start off with a little story of an artist or something from art history, and then I'm talking to manufacturers to learn a little bit about how the media are made and how we can use them in our classrooms and studios. For my recent Cran episode, I found the work of Herb Williams. And when I talked to him on the phone to get more information for the episode, I was honestly captivated by his story. I absolutely love it. So for this mini episode, I'm going to give you that sampling, the story of Herb Williams from my Cran episode of Art Smart. Smell is said to be the sense most closely tied to memory. There's something about the smell of crayons that takes me back to my childhood. The art classroom barely larger than my current supply closet, but above all, the thrill of creating. Crayons were among the first media I felt like I had some control over. They didn't drip like paint or smear like ink. Crayons would sit in my hand and leave their marks on the paper exactly as I wanted them to. There's an ease of picking up a crayon and drawing that even today I find comforting. As a kid, Herb Williams loved art too. He says he always knew he wanted to create and he dove into working with all sorts of media. He enjoyed his elementary art classes and created on his own at home. He continued studying art in high school. For college, he chose an art program. When he finished school, he apprenticed at a foundry. Now, a foundry is a place where metal is cast. Metal is heated to the point where it melts into a liquid that can be poured into a mold. It's hard work in a factory that feels like the surface of the sun. Herb spent years creating lost wax castings of bronze pieces for other artists. He had the privilege of making a piece that would be sent off to MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art. Of course, 
While he was on the team physically creating the bronze, it was another artist's vision. It was another artist's work. And Herb Williams wanted to create his own work. So he decided to move to Nashville, where he rented a modest cellar studio. He wanted to create something original that he hadn't seen before and began experimenting with all sorts of materials. He describes himself as a cliché of a starving artist neglecting his needs for food or sleep. He was consumed by his drive to create, and the times he was outside his studio, he was mainly traveling from thrift stores to flea markets, scrounging whatever materials may be of use for a new artwork. In talking to Herb, he described hitting a sort of rock bottom. He says, in all of these experiments, he created, his words here, a lot of bad art. His friends and family were exasperated with him, and he was ready to actually give up on art. He threw away a number of his artworks and went to bed with the idea that he would apply for a new job in the morning. But that night, Herb says he had the most vivid dream of his entire life, and it marked a turning point. In his dream, he's talking to SF MoMA, and they wanted to put on a retrospective of his work. I feel like that's pretty much every artist's dream. But Dream Herb was a smart man. Because he agreed and then asked exactly which of his works they appreciated. So the dream goes on and he arrives at the retrospective eager to see what he had finally come up with that would break through. As he walks in, he says he sees iguanas everywhere. Tons and tons of iguanas all over the gallery space, and they're made of all sorts of different materials. At first, they were traditional wood, clay, stone. And then, as he goes on, getting deeper into the show, they're made of more unusual materials, like paper clips, matchsticks, and finally, at the end of the line, there's an iguana made of crayons. He woke up at 3 a.m., rolled over and grabbed a sketchbook from his nightstand so he could make notes of his idea. He sketched out his plans and went back to sleep. The next day, he made his first sculpture out of crayons, and the rest, as they say, is history. Herb Williams has been making amazing sculptures out of crayons for 20 years. Over that time, I can only imagine how many crayons he must have used. He says there are nine crayons per square inch in a sculpture, and he started off ordering dozens of boxes of those 64 packs of crayons until one day a crayon company representative called him up to ask him what he was doing with all of these orders. Herb laughed as he told me that because he had spent over $10,000 on crayons, he had qualified to be listed as one of their wholesalers, and so he began ordering them by the crate. It's kind of funny to think of one grown man ordering more crayons than I have in all of my years teaching hundreds of students. While crayons are often seen as a simple tool for children's art, and Herb has a charming, relaxed personality, he takes his art very seriously. You don't spend thousands of dollars on a material without giving it a little bit of thought. The beauty of the crayon as a sculpture material is that it adds that sensory element. 
We not only see the sculptures, we smell the wax of the crayon, and it gives us a warm feeling of nostalgia, along with an entry point, making the artwork more accessible. Perhaps that's why galleries like the Dawson Cole Gallery of California, all the way to the airport in Atlanta, proudly display these sculptures. And I hope one day he'll get that retrospective in SF MoMA. In preparation for this episode, I was lucky enough to actually get to talk to Herb. He was nice enough to answer some of my questions, and one of the things he shared with me was a little bit of advice for young artists. He said you got to work through all different materials, be open to experimentation, and try different things. And it's okay that some of those things won't work out. But that's all part of the journey to find the material and the method and the style that will click so that you can create something new and original. I feel like in some ways that life-changing dream he had is the perfect illustration of that as he talked about in his dream he was tackling that same subject matter of the iguanas but starting off in the traditional wood and stone and working his way down to unexpected materials until finally he reached the crayon. We've got to crawl before we can walk. We've got to learn the ins and outs of the material, learning the traditional methods before we can turn things on their heads and use a drawing material as a sculpted object. Now, if you want to learn more about Herb and his work, I'm going to put some links in the show notes to his website and Instagram and all of that. Now, I hope you enjoyed that, and if you did, and you're not already subscribed to ArtSmart, please do follow it on your favorite podcast app. But also, I'm going to ask you all to do me a favor. As I'm sure you've heard by now, the network, Airwave Media, is conducting their listener survey. At the end of the survey, you get the opportunity to give the podcasters some feedback, and... I would really like to know what you think of this slight tweak on the format. Do you like having a little bit of background music to set the tone and go along with the episode? Or do you prefer a quiet background so that you can focus exclusively on these lovely vocal tones? Let me know at surveymonkey.com slash r slash airwave. Once again, that web address is surveymonkey.com slash r slash airwave. And of course, I'll have that linked in the show notes, just like I'll provide a link to ArtSmart so you can find it on your favorite podcast app. Or I guess you could just search for ArtSmart on whatever app you're listening on right now. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.